0: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is On The Pony Express, after Stang's post-game show. Tune in after each SMU game for reaction, exclusive interviews, and more. Check out all our SMU coverage you need at OnThePonyExpress.com. A part of the On3 network. Now, your host, Billy embody <laughs>
1: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the After Stang Show. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening with us after SMU beat Rice on the Road Saturday night, 36-31. A really interesting game for the Mustangs overall as they improved to seven and two on the season, five and zero in AAC play. Uh, that's the first time that SMU has started 5-0 and in conference play since starting 7-0 in 1982 when the Mustangs finished up 7-0-1 in the Southwest Conference. SMU on a six-game winning streak uh, in the AAC, including five games this season. And uh, this is a game that we have a lot to unpack with <laughs> um, Got a little bit of what Rhett Lashley said after the game on the post game show with Rich Phillips, which we'll try to share with you guys here. Um, I'll play it through my computer and then hopefully it gets picked up uh, by my mic uh, pretty well. I'll kind of turn it for you guys. But you had an SMU team that opens up and gets a punt blocked for a touchdown that gives Rice an early 7 0 lead. And you're sitting there and you're, just uh, shocked kind of by that in a way um, as SMU, uh, you know, hadn't really um, gotten burned as badly as that on special teams, but it was kind of a precursor of what was going to come all night as SMU did struggle on special teams. Uh, Colin Rogers recovered uh, from an early miss to hit uh, three of four field goals, including that clutch. 51 yard uh, kick in the final minutes of the game. Uh, but you had uh, a, a long kickoff recur- return that was aided by a, a penalty on the tackle by Colin Rogers that set rice up. Well, um, the, the Ryan Bachevsky just had one uh, punt for 39 yards. Uh, he, they went for it on fourth down uh, and and did a fake punt on the opening drive and you you sit back and, and you look at this game and you try to unpack how, and we looked at it after the first quarter, SMU had outgained Rice 204 yards to minus one total yards um, and was up 14-7, which was fine, all things considered, with the block punt, going forward on fourth down with the fake punt, which I didn't I didn't like. Obviously, it was a very kind of simple uh, punt, uh, a fake punt with the pass from Bachevsky that, would have been short anyway. Uh, Tyler Veen was covered up pretty well. Um, just kind of a weird uh, special teams play there. And then they end up getting one blocked uh, later on. That leads to, obviously, it being returned for a touchdown to give Rice that 7 nothing lead. I think when you look at this game overall, you've got to unpack it in, in certain ways. One, let's start with this. I felt like SMU was going to come in and be able to move the ball at will, which kind of, they were able to, they finish averaging six yards of play before Preston stone got hurt. They were 6.3 yards per play that third quarter um, SMU uh, averaged eight yards per play as they ended up um, uh, racking up 140 total yards. They had nine points. They of course had the missed extra point with the uh, muffed, um you know, handling on the snap. And they looked like a team that was going to be able to hold off Rice with a backup quarterback and chase Jenkins once JT Daniels uh, got, you know, knocked out of the game. But it was just weird. I mean, the, and you need games like this in a way to grow through adversity. And you wish it came in a different way, like SMU played well and all facets, and it was just a tough, hard-fought game but you have special teams things that you absolutely need to clean up you have a defense that uh, ended up uh giving up 290 yards overall um with rice um racking up 167 in the second half they had 123 total yards in the first half um and and that was with the backup quarterback in the second half and and sometimes we'll talk about the defense but I do think sometimes when the starting quarterback gets knocked out and you have somebody who's really unproven, raw, being coached in the moment, uh, you can get kind of not lucky, but some things go your way. And and there are some things that SMU's defense did uncharacteristically tonight. I thought their tackling wasn't as good, particularly in the second half. They, Rice was able to break some big plays. Uh, but overall, I think SMU just had – a bunch of things go against them. And even right before Preston Stone got knocked out of the game, he hit a great little seam pass to Jalen Knight and picked up a huge gain. They go right back to Jalen Knight with a run. He fumbles. SMU's defense held, obviously, and 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 Rice didn't score off of that turnover. It was kind of like the OU game. Well, they're well on their way to moving inside Rice territory and uh, getting things going in the right direction. And then you have that kind of game-changing play happen where Preston Stone goes down. And then you also have the fumble uh, right before that. And those things kind of obviously hurt SMU. And so I'm going to try to unpack this game as best I can. We have a ton of questions. We don't have too much of uh, post-game stuff in from Rice just yet. Um, So we'll kind of jump in here with the questions right away. And I'm going to try to get the questions done. And so if you see me stop answering questions, if you get them in kind of after we're done recording or late in the podcast, sorry about that. But um probation coach asks, and it's a good first question, what's the biggest issue you saw tonight? The block punt is unacceptable, but outside of special teams blunders, what disappointed me the most? The biggest issue is special teams coming off this game and the, the punt unit has had issues in protection at times this year where coaching staffs have been able to identify and execute um, ways to make SMU's punt team uncomfortable. Now, if you're punting that much, you obviously have offensive issues too. So that's not to be forgotten in the grand scheme of things, but you have to be clean on special teams. I thought Colin Rogers, when he missed that first kick, I was like, man, he was rolling and getting some confidence. He had hit some long field goals. And that was tough, but he rebounded and that was important for me to see. So I do want that to, I think not be forgotten in the grand scheme of special teams blunders, which there was kick coverage issues. There's the extra point issue um, punt team issue. And there's just, it's just, you're, you're just kind of scared with that unit overall. They had been playing better, but this was a step back for them. So I do think that's an issue. What, disappointed me, though, the most is something that I didn't think we'd see. And that was in the second half. Yes, I thought Rice would maybe be able to find some little things with Chase Jenkins because he's so uh, mobile. And, and maybe they'd extend some plays and and find things that break down and, and take advantage of them. But I thought the tackling by SMU just wasn't there. And maybe it was one of those games where, man, you're getting flagged left and right for this and that. Uh, maybe it kind of messes with you mentally. But there were way too many uh, bunnies, as you would call them in, in basketball layups, that this defense usually makes in terms of tackling and tackling in space. And Rice was able to capitalize on that a little bit. I thought the drive at the end of the first half was a prime example. Rice really kind of pushed things sideline to sideline, did some mis- misdirection with some of their uh, plays in terms of how they kind of teed up, like, you know, with motion and things like that. Uh, I thought that was something that they could maybe. Uh, use and and exploit in the second half if SMU didn't correct. Uh, but overall, I think the things I'm m- most disappointed with is the tackling. I thought early on the pass protection was not that great. And then I think they settled in. Uh, Preston Stone was not sacked uh, that I saw. Um, yeah, he wasn't sacked on the night, so that's good. Um, SMU did rush for... Um, uh, they rushed for <clears throat> 223 total yards. Preston Stone had 81 of those yards. he had that long of 34 which was big. but you had LJ Johnson averaging 4.9 yards per carry, Jalen Knighton averaging five yards a carry and it wasn't it wasn't going bad. It was just they were a a, a hair away from hitting some bigger runs more consistently. LJ Johnson had a 19 yard run. Jalen Knighton had a 13 yard run. And he obviously had the pass down the middle that he caught uh, that was a big play. But you didn't see them hit the big one. And I thought they were really close tonight um, in, in the run game. So I think that was maybe a little disappointing, just that they, they didn't hit the big one. But I don't think the run game was a, was a true issue tonight. Um, the issue is, is that Jalen Knighton fumbled. And as you get into these games down the stretch where they are, going, they are playing better teams, you're, you're going to play a North Texas team that, that has played some teams tough on Friday, uh, you're going to play Memphis on the road, and then obviously Navy is going to always play as hard as they physically can. Uh, you're going to have to take care of the football and and make sure you step up and and do things the right way. And so that's a concern for me overall. Is the fumble? Um, so I would say tackling uh, was disappointing on defense. I'm sure Scott Simons would tell you the same. Um, I think the, spe- the the special teams obviously was fumble was disappointing. I thought the wide receivers were off to a really good start and then just kind of were, you know, for the most part, kind of bottled up in a way Um, they didn't have too many huge plays in the game. Uh, I thought a big piece was, uh, you know, Jordan Hudson continues to get more and more opportunities. I think that they just, especially if Jordan Curley is out for a minute, they have to really lean on him a little bit more. Um, But I do think we're seeing that receiving core kind of whittle down in terms of the guys that are getting opportunities week in, week out, which I think is a good thing overall, actually. So um, Abe uh, Zotnar uh, asks, uh, can this team beat Memphis on the road? Yeah, they can. Absolutely. Um, Memphis is not perfect. Uh, We've seen Memphis uh, have struggles with some teams that they shouldn't. Uh, We've seen them play tough against some teams that you're like, okay, Memphis still has – so has it in them to, to be a good team, but you've got to play well and you can't do the things that SMU did tonight against Memphis and expect to win. You can still win. And uh, I think this team has shown that they can battle through some things um, and still get the win. Uh, we saw East Carolina play Tulane. Uh, I think it was Tulane tonight, a 13-10 game, uh, really hard. So, I mean, that 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 win kind of looks better in the grand scheme of things. Um, but yeah, SMU can absolutely beat Memphis if, uh, they play the way they're capable of, and especially if they play the way they're capable of defensively. Um, and I didn't think that they, uh, I don't, I didn't think that they didn't play to that level tonight. Uh, smarter Budweiser asks, uh, chances Preston stone isn't available for North Texas. Rhett Lashley did say on the post game radio show that the, uh, I think he's going to be fine. Obviously he was in the protocol, uh, which is why he wasn't able to, um, um, go back into the game when he was injured early in the fourth quarter. But uh that's what Rhett Lashley said um right after uh the game is that is that he was um uh he was able to um he didn't seem too concerned long term. Um why can't we kick off through the end zone? Um that is another good question from uh that's great Ralph. Uh look, I mean it's just just got to keep getting stronger as a kicker. I don't know. I don't know why you can't. Um, They do it from time to time. You just got to hit the ball. I mean, some teams now are trying to do the sky kick where it gets, you know, caught at the one or two, but I don't think SMU is trying to do that. I think they're trying to kick it out of the back of the end zone, whatever they can. Um, I didn't think um, outside of the one uh, long return for 44, they didn't play bad on coverage. I mean, yes, that that is a bad return, but um, it wasn't wasn't like they they weren't covering, you know, they only covered three kicks. So um, I'm trying to find his uh, kickoffs uh, through the end zone. But for some reason, I can't can't find it. Um, I know they had a couple tonight. Um, let's see. Smarter Budweiser. Who else got hurt? Uh, Jordan Curley did. Uh, Logan Parr. Kamar Wheaton might have. Uh, Isaiah Wakobi obviously came back and made a huge play. The interception to cap the game. Um, so I don't know who else uh, really got nicked up. Press FW Silver asked, why won't we give Levine and Wheaton more carries? Um, well, I mean, Kamar, it seems like got hurt. I, I missed where he got hurt, but he got into the game and got some, got uh, a carry um, and got a yard. So, I mean, Kamar's hit or miss. I mean, but he's also your fourth running back when he's healthy. Third or fourth, I guess he's your third when healthy. Um, so, if you're giving LJ Johnson and Jalen Knighton 26 carries on 45 total rushes which includes Preston Stone's eight those are your two starters they for the most part earned it I would say this year in terms of their actual production um, and they'd like to give Kamar more when he's healthy but he ended up not being healthy uh, Tyler Levine I think in short yardage I think he's what you want I, I mean I'm totally with you on that I don't know what the deal is there I know some of it would, would be subbing. That would be one piece I would imagine. Um, But good things happen. He had a touchdown tonight um, and, 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 you know, scored on that one, which was great to see for him. Uh, But yeah, I mean, there there's only so many carries, but it's pretty clear. They want to ride LJ Johnson, especially. And then if Jalen Knighton can hold on to the ball, they'll ride him. Um, He also asked how do I manage the LSU and SMU boards when both games are on at the same time? Uh, Pretty much watching SMU the whole time. Uh, Tonight, I did have LSU Bama on my computer screen, kind of watching it off to the side. But I do a lot more recruiting stuff uh, on the LSU beat right now. So uh, just kind of doing uh, help around uh, Shea Dixon and Matthew Bruni, who cover the team day in, day out for us on there. So SMU gets most of my attention on the games. Uh, Conrad Pike, um, why was RJ Maryland non-existent? He had a touchdown call back on the phantom holding call uh, to open the game. Um, He had another target and that was about it. It just was one of those games. The tight end usage sometimes for SMU comes and it goes. It's hard for me to like, I didn't feel like, I felt like there were moments where the passing play, the passing game was clicking and there were others when it was not. And it's just, it's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde deal. And uh, they had some opportunities to make some plays. Preston Stone had some underthrown balls. Um, the play, two plays before touchdown to Jordan Hudson, uh, he underthrew Jordan Curley. He had another underthrow down the field um, that I'm trying to remember when it was. But you know the, he's missing some throws too, um, and the receivers are. I think the big thing with SMU's receivers are they're struggling to make competitive plays on the ball, and you know last year SMU was so lucky with Rasheed Rice that he made those all the time. And it took the pressure off the other guys when they got opportunities to make those plays, uh, took the pressure off of them. And this year they're not getting them from many guys save from Jordan Hudson, I would say. So, um, in terms of RJ though, I mean, it seemed like it was one of those games for him. Uh, the Cadillacs uh, the Cadillac asks, uh, I don't understand how the defense was able to maul Chase Jenkins at the start of the second half, only to get outmaneuvered after two drives. I get the backups are always a challenge because you don't run too much film on them, but that seemed egregious. Uh, They, I mean, again, it kind of goes back to it being a weird game. Uh, Rice had six total drives, I think, in the second half. Yeah, six total drives. SMU went punt, punt. Uh, on their first two drives, the second half, and then they allowed the touchdown where I think, uh, they, um, they gave up a, a big play on that one. Um, if I'm remembering, right, I'll try to pull it up here. Um, but it, it was just one of those things where, uh, let's see. Yeah. They gave up the big reception to Ross and McNeil and then they, um, Uh, Hit another big play. So, I mean, you give Rice two big explosive plays and then you're in the red zone. I mean, that's kind of how. And Rice was just able to hit some of those tonight. I think they finished with seven big plays on the night. Let's see. Yeah, seven big plays on the night. All of them but one came. uh, Three of the four passing plays came in the second half. And then um, two of the... Three big running plays came in the second half, in the fourth quarter. Um, one was a 14-yard rush, uh, but I mean, you're you're. I don't know. I mean, when you give up explosive plays, that's what happens. And I, we haven't seen many games where SMU has given up explosive plays of 31, 37, 29, 20, 57. That's not been SMU's defense this year. So maybe an anomaly. I, I think with the with Jenkins just kind of catching a little fire. I mean, that's kind of it. They also had a short field on another one uh, with the kick, uh, the kick coverage unit. So there's that aspect of it too. They started one drive. um, uh, They started one drive at the, uh, let's see, sorry, going down the the list here. Um, They started one drive at the 45. uh, They ended up, that was coming off the fumble. Um, so, I mean, it's just for the – the I guess the, the long kick return was at the end of the first half. What am I talking about? But, yeah, I mean, it's – I don't know. I mean, I, that's – it's hard to assess games defensively when you went in thinking, okay, here's JT Daniels coming in. He can throw it all over the field, quick passing game. They get the ball out quick, all those things very different from what SMU had faced all year. And then they end up having to face his backup quarterback that they probably had, there's no way they really had a game plan for. And then their tackling was poor. So you combine that and that's just kind of how you get outmaneuvered. I, I just thought the tackling was, it It left a lot to be desired. Um, so that's how you get outmaneuvered, I guess. Whiskey Pony. Um, we covered this on, on the running game. I mean, Rooster and LJ were averaging five yards a carry. So... I, I yes, Tyler Levine showed last year that he can do it, and I still think he deserves more carries. But I mean, there this offense was averaging six point three yards per play uh, until Kevin Jennings took over and led that drive uh, when they got the ball with seven forty four to go. So I mean, it didn't seem that bad to me. Yes, they they God um. Siri trying to mess with my, my post game here, but I mean, it, it's, I think in short yardage, that's where I'd like to see Tyler Levine more, but in terms of your normal run game, I mean, the run, I thought the run game is good tonight. Um, Keyshawn Smith. How long, how much longer is he going to be running out there? Keyshawn has been playing well until tonight. So I mean, it's a step back game for him. What happened to the D covered that. Uh, they, Didn't tackle well tonight, like they usually do. Um, Special teams covered that. Um, You've got to fix your punt block unit or your punt punting unit protection overall. I don't know what has to happen. New players, they uh, put a bunch of new players out on special teams after some of the early blunders this season. So they need to go back to the drawing board and and fix it. Uh, Abe, with a follow up, what are you drinking to cope with the stress? Um, I had a pony pills right before this podcast. It was lovely um SF to help top uh Hudson should be starting Jordan Hudson yes absolutely um LJ Johnson should get 15 to 20 carries a game with Levine and Kamar backing him up um I, I mean Kamar's not available so that's hard to do consistently available um Jalen was having a good game and then fumbles so I mean that I I don't know when that when uh that was his first fumble I guess he had the Uh, one against Oklahoma, and then I think he had one against uh, Charlotte. Um, But um, we covered special teams. Um, Let's see. What else? Um, SMU alum 11, how bad were the injuries? We don't know yet. seems like Preston's going to be fine from what Rhett Lashley said. Uh, Do we know how SMU's offense isn't a juggernaut and and it's going to be And it's going to need to be better here on out. Okay. Um, Yeah. Again, I I felt like this offense, if you go through the actual stats and you kind of look through how things were trending, through the third quarter, SMU had 422 total yards of offense. They were averaging 5.7 yards per carry on the ground. They had 224 passing yards. Along with five penalties, 51 yards you take a touchdown off the board to start the game on, on the phantom hold. Um, and they had another hold that hurt their drive at some point too. And then they were six of 13 on third downs through the third quarter. Not bad. 6.7 yards per play winning time of possession. They had, they had a missed field goal at that point and they had the Jalen Knighton. Uh, well, they uh, Preston stone had the fumble. He, he recovered it. I, I mean, that if you would have told me that through three quarters, it's pretty darn good. And then Preston goes out uh, with a little over twelve minutes to go um, in the fourth quarter. So I th- I thought Rice. I mean, I think I predicted. I'd have to look. Um, uh, I had I didn't have Rice obviously keeping it this close. I had SMU covering. I had SMU scoring forty two points and Rice scoring seventeen. Uh, Rice had a touchdown given to them off of special teams. And then another one really off the bad kick coverage uh, group uh, at the end of the first half. And um, I mean, I, you know, they're one touchdown shy of being right on point to what I predicted. So, I mean, again, I don't, I don't, I didn't think they really played like that bad. They just still were met with some of the inconsistencies that they've Faced all year. Um, Kurt, SMU 06. Oh, and then uh, updated forecast for the remaining games. I still have SMU winning out. I mean, this is a good team. And they didn't play their best tonight. And I mean, this is a game that on paper, if you can, and this is why they play the games, but if you can eliminate some of the mistakes that hurt themselves, that were inflicted upon themselves, you're looking at a cover you're looking at a relatively smooth win, um, so I, this this game doesn't change that I think SMU is going to win out. Uh, Kurt SMU 06. What happened to Bailey in the second half? Felt like he was open all night, but didn't get many targets. I agree. Um, he just they maybe made an adjustment. I don't know. We'd have to hear from the coaches on that. Um, but you know they uh, <clears throat> SMU had. One, they had the drive with Preston at the beginning of the fourth quarter and he ends up going out. I think that was uh, one of the drives that they had a holding. Uh, let me try to look it up. Um, um, No, they didn't. Okay, they just went three and out. But um, yeah, and then Kevin Jennings got in there and, I mean, he made some great plays and they ate up about five minutes of game clock and then Rice got the ball back and the game was over. So, um, and SMU uh, was able to score um, touchdown and a field goal in the third quarter on, they had three drives. So two of their three drives, they scored, they were on their way to scoring and then the Jalen Knight fumble. I mean, things were going well um, in the second half in in a weird way. Um, couch asks, uh, why is SMU so vulnerable to punt blocks scheme or talent? I, I think you've got to kind of lean towards a little bit more, um, on scheme. I mean that, I mean, they're, they're just a right up the middle or right off the edge. And it's just, you know, I, I think it's gotta be scheme. You also got to lean a little bit on execution of the players to figure it out and make the right protection calls and all that. Abe asks if SMU wins out and when UTSA wins out, who hosts the championship game? I think SMU would um, host it. Um, just kind of guessing um, based on where. UTSA is 6-3 and three overall. They have a loss to Houston. They have a loss to Army. They have a loss uh, at Tennessee. So they'll have three losses. I, I don't think... That would be enough, even if they beat Tulane, to jump SMU in terms of how that works out. Uh, Amass, final authoritative answer. Are wide receivers open or not, if not, scheme or talent? I, I think they are open earlier in pass plays. And when things break down and they don't go well, you know defenses are able to cover them up enough for the most part. And that's when they become not open. I think a lot of whenever things don't go well in the passing game is rooted in pressing stone. And he did this a couple of times tonight, drop back retreated. And then you're playing backyard football and it's kind of hard. I do think they have not lived up to the talent we thought. Um, But we've seen SMU kind of improve their passing scheme overall throughout this year. I felt like, especially in league play where we've seen more intermediates, we've seen more over the middle. I thought we've, saw more over the middle stuff tonight than we did um, throughout the season. So I, I think it's a little bit of kind of competitive situations, not going SMU's way, and they've got to figure out which receivers can win those uh, as well. So it's a bunch of different things. Um, OC Mustangs asks, uh, first couple series SMU's defense made something bad happen to Rice's offense, five of the six downs, two sacks, a punt, a pick. Um, Yes, SMU had the special teams miscues, but was there adjustment made by Rice to halt the defensive onslaught? I think they did a really nice job of using some really nice concepts to get some misdirection and hurt SMU's angles and kind of where their fits are in terms of some of those things. Uh, And that allowed them to make some plays um, in it, Um, especially when JT Daniels was in there and they scored a couple touchdowns there in the second quarter um calchum, what is the rice recruiting situation that this coach has had like five years of garbage so uh isn't genius scheming have they had success in recruiting or transfers um i think they have some transfers on their team for sure obviously jt daniels is one but they have done a really nice job hiring coaches uh they brought the program down to the studs and they've just evaluated for the most part well do remember i mean they did get bowl eligible with five wins last year and they have a chance to get bowl eligible this year, but it's not like they have sustained now years of bowl eligibility and things like that. They just play really hard. They're super well coached organized, um, but they're not perfect. I mean, their defense, I think their defense kind of put took tonight personal. Obviously we saw it get pretty chippy and dirty, but um, yeah, I mean they've they've done a good job down there with uh, the recruiting situation, which is you got to be able to play school too at Rice and and at a really high level to stick around there. So, um, let's see, two pages tonight. The board is popping. Um, seems like a bunch of people just talking now. So if you're on on the Pony Express, join the conversation. Just a dollar to join our message board um last question fw silver is there tension between rice and smu coaches i don't think so maybe not more than in you know any other in state game so um just a ha- super hard fought rough football game um for smu and and rice to kind of go after it it was it's obviously the last game for a while um with this uh you know game so smu wins the mayor's cup they get to keep it for a long long time now so Um, with that, I, I'll I'll close with a couple of quick thoughts and I'll go offense, defense, special teams. Actually, I won't go special teams. I think I covered that. You got to fix punt protection. Colin Rogers rebounded after his missed field goal. They've got to figure out if there was anything really, really wrong with that kick cover. Um, and then go from there on that. So offensively, I felt like Preston played with a lot of confidence overall, um, I do think there were a couple drops that some of his receivers would certainly like to have back. Um, I do think there was a time there where he did get a little backyard football and it kind of hurt and, and things like that. I, I just thought it was one of those games offensively where when they went for it on fourth down with the fake punt, I just, I didn't like that call. I think it kind of set up SMU a little weird. In that sense, um, I'd rather just leave the offense out there. And and maybe the game is shifted from a field position perspective if you change your mind on, on kind of how you do that and all that. So, um, you know, SMU offensively, I I didn't think they had a bad game. I thought pass protection was kind of rough early. I think they fixed it, and they were able to figure out how to keep Preston Stone fairly protected. Again, he didn't get sacked tonight. Run game I thought was pretty good overall overall. The fumble by Jalen Knight and hurt. Uh, They ran Preston Stone more and they just didn't hit the big, 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 big plays that were probably there on a couple opportunities um, because Rice defenders were able to make good tackles and trip up some SMU running backs. And it's kind of how it goes some days. Um, But um, I, I do think we're seeing Jordan Hudson continue to emerge. And if he can be a, Little bit of a star down the stretch. That would be huge for this passing game. Uh, he just shows whenever they target him that good things kind of happen. So even the one that was whistled uh, pretty quickly after he caught it on a screen that he was breaking and still kind of turning his feet and everything. Man, I mean, that would have been a huge play in the game. So um, defensively, I think they just have to clean up their tackling. I felt like they were in the backfield a ton They got four sacks on the night, nine tackles for loss. Um, They've got to just get back to playing sound, fundamental SMU football like they've done for much of the year. And uh, they'll be okay. Um, They were able to hold Rice to 4.4 yards per play in the first half. And uh, they just had a couple moments where they just had lapses. And special teams didn't help them either on that last drive in the first half. So the game Could have been very different with a couple of key plays going SMU's way or not happening or being prevented. The block punt, the opening touchdown to RJ Maryland. Um, Who knows if Preston Stone keeps things rolling or whatever, um, if he's able to stay in the game. But kudos to Kevin Henry Jennings too, man. I mean, that guy just has ice in his veins. Just leads a a cool 12-play, 41-yard drive that chewed up five minutes. I mean – he just has that ability to make time just melt away uh, in some of these games for SMU whenever he comes in. And um, hopefully Preston is, um, um, hopefully Preston is able to play against uh, North Texas on Friday night, eight o'clock game uh, in Ford stadium. It'll be a fun one uh, that we'll be there to cover as always. But I, I he just has ice in his vans. I mean, he was so calm and collected on that third down where he dropped it off to LJ Johnson, uh, made a great throw to Romello. He would have loved to finish the touchdown drive, but you cook five minutes off the clock and then Colin Rodgers makes a clutch field goal. That's guys stepping up when you need them the most. And so overall, SMU had some things go against him tonight that were certainly preventable. They need to fix some of the things. But Rice is a team that has played so many teams hard. They've also lost to UConn. They've had some games where, wow, that wasn't pretty. But they've also played some good teams hard. And they're, in particular, very tough at home. So, look, SMU, the good thing right now, in a way, is you have things to correct. You have teaching points to hone in on. It's a good little wake-up call for the guys. If you're not on point, you better be because this league, it can get you. Um, if you're not focused, especially down the stretch. So hopefully it's just a little reminder for SMU as they get into the final three games of the regular season that you better um, play clean football and uh, teams will beat you if not. So um, we'll be back with another after staying show late, 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 late one Friday night against uh, North Texas after SMU plays North Texas. So we'll have your coverage of that. Uh, for you guys, but um, sorry we didn't get much Rhett Lashley tonight. Uh, It was kind of weird getting out of the Rice Stadium, but you can check it out at OnThePonyExpress.com. We'll have Rhett Lashley's thoughts from the game and what he um, saw from his vantage point. We'll have your full coverage. If you haven't subscribed to OnThePonyExpress.com, subscribe for just a dollar for your first month. If you subscribe right now, that'll get you into the little early part of the transfer portal season, and trust me, it is the best time of year to be on an SMU message board. So with that, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the After Stang Show. Check out our friends at Shug's Bagels in Mockingbird Plaza. They're open right now for that late night meal. Uh, order at Shug'sBagels.com off their after hours menu and tell them on the Pony Express sent you when you pick it up at the window. So have a good one, everyone. SMU moves on to 7-2 and two with a 36-31 win over Rice. We will catch you guys next week on the After Stang Show.
0: Thanks for listening to the On the Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody.
1: Follow us on your socials on X
0: at SMU On3 and on Instagram at On3SMU. And keep it locked to OnthePonyExpress.com for more coverage